Today we begin reading our way through Paul's letter to the Colossians. And this is another of Paul's letters written from prison around the same time as Ephesians and Philippians, so around A.D. 60. Um, the Christians in Colossae faced attacks from false teachers on many different fronts. Some, and you get this from reading the letter, some in, insisted on strict adherence to various rules and regulations. Others exalted and worshipped angels. Uh, it was a place where uh, a lot of different philosophies were uh, taught and followed. So as Paul was writing this letter to them, he wanted to make sure that he emphasized to them the supremacy of Jesus Christ over all things, over all other philosophies, over all traditions, and certainly over angels. And this is still helpful for us to remember today because uh, some things never change. We still have different philosophies and traditions that try to lure us away from Christ. Um, so let's, let's today, as we look at the first chapter of Colossians, think about one of the major uh, tenets of the chapter. Um, and, it, and it has to do with, if you read it already, and I hope you have, you, you'll understand that this is the main point, that is the preeminence of Jesus Christ. The preeminence of Jesus Christ over all things. I want to think about how he argues for the preeminence of Jesus Christ over all things in Colossians 1, but particularly in light of the fact that he, how he describes that has caused some to stumble because in describing uh, Jesus has preeminent over all things, he inserts uh, words or phrases that seem to run counter to that. I'm thinking particularly of calling Jesus the firstborn over all creation. So how is he preeminent and yet firstborn? What does firstborn mean? So that, that's what I want to hash out in this podcast. Beginning in verse 15, Paul begins uh, one of the major emphases of the entire letter, like I said, the, the absolute preeminence and supremacy of Jesus Christ in every way. He affirms that through Jesus, everything in existence was created. Jesus, uh, God the Son, created everything that has come into being. That's exactly what, by the way, John says at the, in the opening verses of the Gospel of John, uh, that all things were made through him, and apart from him was not anything made that was made. So part of the evidence for the deity of Jesus Christ and his lordship and sovereignty over all things is the fact that he created all things. He is God the creator who took on human flesh. And in fact, Paul says here in Colossians 1, not only was everything created through him, but verse 16 says all things were created for him. So again, he is the sovereign Lord of all that is because he is infinitely greater than all that is because he created all that is. This is some of the most exalted language in the Bible about the Lord Jesus. And in fact, uh, verse 19 caps this off and says Paul, that in him, in Christ, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. With that being said, as I mentioned earlier, there is, for some, uh, an interesting word that appears a couple of times that has puzzled uh, some because a lot of this exalted language is not hard to understand. It, it very clearly speaks of the preeminence of Jesus Christ. But then you come to verses 15 and 18 and you see this word firstborn. Um, the most curious is verse 15 where Paul says that Jesus is the firstborn over all creation. Why, is, why has this uh, puzzled some? Well, you, you know, the Jehovah's Witnesses uh, who do not believe the doctrine of the Trinity and thus do not believe that Jesus is God and eternal in nature. Uh, and by the way, that doctrine is not uh, unique to the uh, Jehovah's Witnesses. It was not a, 
it was not started by the Jehovah's said That's an ancient heresy called Arianism that's been around since the earliest days of the church. Uh, they, the Jehovah's Witnesses and, and even ancient Arians too, they point to verses like this trying to prove that, that uh, God the Son had a beginning point. They believe that Jesus, God the Son, was the very first creation and uh, so that, that Jehovah God created God the Son first, and that, by the way, they would quibble with the term God the Son. They, they, they're okay with the Son of God. They're not good with God the Son. So they, in their words, they would say Jehovah God created the Son of God first, and then through him created everything else. The proof? Well, they say, look, Paul says in Colossians 1.15 that Jesus is the firstborn over all creation. The firstborn. So he came first, and then through him came everything else. But is that really what Paul is saying? Is that really what he means by firstborn in this verse? Because it would, it just almost, it does, well, it doesn't. It doesn't pass the smell test. Let's see how, it, how we see that. Because there's a couple of reasons that we can know that that's not what Paul means by firstborn. Uh, first, the Jehovah's Witness understanding of firstborn here flies in the face of the clear verse of the a clear truth of the very next verse, verse 16, in which we learn that all things were created through him and for him. All things. The Jehovah's Witnesses have their own uh, Bible translation called the New World Translation, and they literally have to alter the text of Scripture there and insert the word other, where it is not part of the original verse, in order to make it say, Quote, by means of him, that is by means of Jesus, all other things were created, end quote. They have to say this and alter the text of Scripture because of their own false doctrine. They cannot accept the clear teaching of what Scripture says here because their own false presuppositions won't allow it. Pa Peter says that false teachers often twist the Scriptures to their own destruction, Second Peter 3.16, and that's what they're doing here. They're twisting the scriptures, adding to it because of their faulty presupposition. So one reason we know the Jehovah's Witnesses misunderstand firstborn in Colossians 1.15 is because their interpretation doesn't stand the test of the, the immediate context of the very next verse. All things were made through him. Not just all other things, all things. But a second reason that the Jehovah's Witness interpretation uh, is wrong is it it doesn't recognize how the word firstborn is used in other parts of the Bible even the Old Testament a great example is found in Psalm 89 Psalm 89 in that Psalm uh, David features prominently David didn't write this Psalm this this Psalm was um, uh, was written after David had lived and died but David features prominently for example it says in verses 20 and 21, uh, the psalmist says, I have found David, my servant, with, uh, with my holy oil. I have anointed him so that my hand shall be with him. My arm shall strengthen him. With that in mind, um, it's, re it's, it's remarkable that in speaking about David, God says in, in verse 27 of Psalm 89 of David, and I will make him the firstborn, the highest of the kings of the earth. Well, 
if if I, think about that i will make him david this david that is talking about the firstborn the highest of the kings of the earth well if you know anything about the literal old testament david if you know anything about his story you know that he was most certainly not the oldest uh, of his family like he was not the literal firstborn rather he was the youngest of all of his brothers you can see that in first samuel 16 verses 11 through 13 so in the literal old testament david was not the literal firstborn in his family he was the youngest but psalm 89 27 says i will make him the firstborn well this is a great example of the fact that the word firstborn in the old testament is often used figuratively instead of literally in order to uh, denote a position of privilege or superiority this is the reason that david the youngest was declared to be the firstborn over uh i will the highest in verse 27 because it elaborates by, on what firstborn means by saying he was the highest of the kings of the earth firstborn meant a, a privilege of position uh, of, of privilege a position of privilege and superiority so Take that idea and go back to Colossians 1.15 and you realize that when Paul calls Jesus the firstborn over all creation, he means the highest and most privileged over all creation. It is crucial to be clear on these matters so that we know how to defend the truth against false doctrine that's all around us. Christianity is not just one religion among equals. It is not simply one of the many paths up the mountain to God. It is the only region, re religion that declares that we are not working our way to God, but that God himself came to us because only God himself could accomplish what was necessary for our salvation. If Jesus was anything less than God himself, as the Jehovah's Witnesses claim, then he is insufficient and unable to accomplish all that was necessary for our salvation. Thus, he would be no savior at all. But thanks be to God that his truth in scripture can withstand all the twisting of the false teachers. And we serve not only a holy, but a divine Lord and Savior. Those are just a few thoughts from Colossians chapter 1.